Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Tom Sides. And that's Sean Sides. Sean, I don't want to cut you off right away, but we got to get into <laughs> this. Um, so you were absolutely right when you said that the, the Edmonton Oilers and the Winnipeg Jet Series was going to be a sweep. However, big caveat, your Edmonton Oilers were swept. How are you <laughs> feeling right now? Like, what's going on? How you doing? It hurt, like... I'm happy that they were close games. I'm happy that the team got some more experience at playing playoff hockey because there is a lot of young guys with not a lot of playoff experience, and I understood that going into it. Honestly, like, the Jets were the better team in the series, and it wasn't any one player's fault. It was a team effort, and it didn't work out this time. So I, I'm, a, I'm not a Fairweather fan. I love my team in the darkest of days. I love my team in the brightest of days. Some people do like to jump on the bandwagon and then abruptly jump off when they're not playing great. But I've, I sat through the nineties and the two thousands being an Oilers fan when it was grim, 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 grim. And now we have two of the best players in the league. Like I can handle a sweep in the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. It hurt. I did definitely have a few people who listened to our podcast say, Sean, you fucking jinxed them. You never should have said that. But <laughs> I did say it. And I, that's just because I have my father's faith in our team because yeah. we just hope and always dream that they're going to win again. And it's nothing like the run that Toronto has had. So we're, we still got time to win a cup. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's always time and like, the Edmonton Oilers are going to be dangerous somewhere down the road. I mean, they had a good season. They just need to pick it up come playoff time because it's like a few years now where on paper they're an amazing hockey team and come playoff season, they're not that team. Like your guys that you want putting pucks in the net are not putting pucks in the yeah. net. And then they're giving up leads. Yeah. Losing overtime. Like that shit. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. Like the Winnipeg Jets are a good team and I don't want to undercut them at all. They are a good no. team. Yeah, they're a good team. But um, there's, some, there's some tightening up that needs to be done in Edmonton. And I'm I'm glad that you have your head still held high. You're not, uh, you know, sobbing with the city and crumbling yet again. Another <laughs> it's the hope that kills you kind of thing. I've had a bit of time to, like, reflect on life and how we're going to move forward from this point since it happened. Mm -hmm. So I feel stronger now that I've, like, dealt with it a little bit. But like, yeah, it, it's hard when you blow leads like that. And let's face it, the playoffs are a completely different game than the regular season, you know, and like what hurts Edmonton often is a lack of depth of scoring. And it was not just a lack of depth of scoring this time. It was the stars. They were able to keep them at bay. There was like times a lot of abuse gets directed towards the stars that doesn't get called. And that can be frustrating as a fan sometimes. Yeah. I don't blame everything on the referees because it's a sport and that's just hockey sometimes. No, I get that. And as you said, like playoff hockey is a little bit different. The referees do not want to be the ones that kind of decide the game. Like if it's like a questionable call, they'll tend to go, they'll tend to keep their hand down. But, yeah. you know, it, it, when you have a team like the Edmonton Oilers who for years had first round draft picks have, the two best, the two leading scorers in the NHL, 
and then they can't get a win in the playoffs, it, it, it hurts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was, I might have drank myself stupid the one night and yeah. gotten sick. So it is what it is. Like, <laughs> it was hard to handle. I felt fine, you know, up until they scored on us in overtime. And within a half an hour, I was in bed. Just drowning your sorrows in the whiskey, were you? It, yeah, maybe a little bit. At first, I was like hyping myself in the whiskey, but it had been like months since I'd actually had a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it hit me like a freight train, but it was fun. It was a fun, like I said this at the beginning, I get at least four playoff games. And unfortunately, I did only get four playoff games this year. But well, hey. see, there's a lot of things you called, right? You're pretty much an Ostradamus in a certain respect. Yeah. Like, you know, you're just one thing you got wrong. Uh, there's a little bit of that in my blood, too, I guess, for my sister. How'd your, how'd your dad take it? Uh, everlastingly optimistic about next season. That's good. Yeah. That, that guy bleeds blue and orange, and it's nice. He to does. See and um like when you watch a series like that like it is a hard thing to just be like well there's always next year (laughs) yeah well like the way my dad always if someone's really harping on him about the oilers after like a situation like this he always puts up his hand and he's like five cups we got five cups that's a lot more than a lot of other teams in this league we got the perfect recipe right five times they can do it again. This season wasn't our season. Maybe next year. You know and, what I mean? And Yeah. And another thing that happened with the Oilers is Gretzky resigned of his position with the team to yeah. now become a uh, a broadcaster with the new TNT contract. Do you think right. that was going to happen regardless of how the Oilers did? I think so. I think it had nothing to do with how the Oilers did. I think it was more so like based on some of the comments I saw due to like the pandemic and traveling and him realizing that he does want to be closer to his family and spend more time with them and not be as committed. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. He's getting up there in age, right? Yeah. Did he live in Edmonton? He wasn't living in Edmonton. No, no. He, I'm sure he owns property here still. Like yeah. he lived here for quite a few years. Right. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if he still owned a house or two. That's good. Oh yeah. It was like, that was what I figured when I saw that Gretz was going to leave his position with the Oilers to move on to broadcasting with TNT. And I was just went, this has nothing to do with the, I was getting chirped about it today by friends of mine. And like, not only did you lose the playoffs, you let their legendary player finally called it quits with the team. Like one thing doesn't have to do with the other. They do got a contract with TNT. Like there's probably (laughs) dope money involved in that. Yeah. You'd probably be stupid not to take, I like, I think even if the Edmonton Oilers won the cup this year, he would be going to TNT anyway. hundred percent. I feel that way too. One thing that really did disappoint me about the series, like it was more so after it ended, a lot of people were attacking Ethan bear on the internet. I heard about, there was like even racially charged things directed at him. It really bothers me when people go to that. It's okay to hate on a player, but don't be so, um, closed or simple-minded that you would attack someone based on their race yeah like that's crazy to me you can criticize someone's game or poor decision or something that's part of yeah. the sports like that's gonna happen like as oh a, for sure like I, you see it here like a montreal Canadiens fans the amount of people when montreal lost game four the amount of people that i saw just shitting on the whole team or the administration <laughs> and it, like like that's part of it I, I, it's yeah. annoying as fuck to listen to but it is part of it. 
the, when you want to bring someone's race and heritage into it, what does one have to do with the other? Like, oh, these, seriously, these, uh, these armchair general managers need to take it to like, like, calm it down. Like, again, it's just a game, and you're what you're gonna shit on guy because he probably made a poor decision or he thought something was gonna go different when he made his yeah. play. Like, a race has nothing to do in this game, it's a fucking <laughs> game, yeah, exactly. And it's just people like they can't make educated enough, like thoughts about the game to be able to criticize him for his game well i like ethan bear a lot he's a great player me too um, i like him a lot and i did like that the oilers franchise like ken holland released a statement um the oilers organization released a statement saying like we're all together in this planet basically like the gist of it mcdavid they didn't say, like, did too mcdavid did yeah, too. he stepped up as I, captain and he gave his fucking two words dude, and ethan bear released a video too where he like shared some of his story and like I always bring it back to education. Like I find, I think that a lot of people that maybe feel that way haven't been exposed to many other cultures other than their own. They don't realize how much it can enrich in life and all the positive things that it brings. Like I love meeting someone being in Edmonton. There's people from everywhere. So I love the opportunity to meet someone from a place that I haven't heard of or haven't like met someone from, you know, because they can enrich my knowledge of the human race in different ways, you know, like yeah. it's, I don't know. I just don't get it sometimes, but I'm sorry that that happened to him. And it's sad that it's still shit. Still like that still happens today. You and know? It, it makes you like kind of ashamed of your city a little bit too. Like these guys yeah. that, you know, they wear the same Jersey that you were, you are a fan of. I have an Oilers Jersey too. I'm a fan too. And then when I hear some people like not only just shitting on the team, with like shitting on a particular player because of his race, like holy fuck, just honestly, I I don't think that a lot of it was Oiler fans. I think it was mainly just internet trolls. People saw an opportunity. Maybe there were some people who like thought that they were Oiler fans, but you don't. How can you bleed blue and oil? Or sorry, blue and orange, not blue and oil. How could you possibly bleed blue and orange and not? respect people from different cultures edmonton has always been like a multicultural team a lot of years you know what i mean and people from different places not that it like we target to be diversified in that sense but Mm -hmm. we've just had a lot of great players come from different places you know and it's sad that people don't realize that and like i just don't get it yeah it's a real hodgepodge melting pot and you gotta love it like yeah such great things to the city it's what makes a lot of great Canadian cities that great is that we have these different people making up a whole new community and it's yeah. we get a little bit from this. We get a little bit from that. And now we got something new going on. It's amazing. For sure. I always like, I always like to say to people, it's about the food. <laughs> like why you hate on people from other cultures. They bring amazing food here. <laughs> I couldn't just do the meat and potatoes and carrots diet all the time. Like I love that shit, but man slap yeah. some foreign food on me. I'm all about that. <laughs> I'm not going to slap food on you, Sean. Thank I'm you. That sounded dirty. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not into food play. I like to keep them separate. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm glad you're mad enough to admit it here publicly on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm not bashful. I don't know. If, you, if that's your thing, I'm not stepping on you again. However, mm-hmm. it's just not my thing. <laughs> never tried it. I don't know. I don't know. That was a great episode. Never tried it. Did you see the Seinfeld episode where George made a sandwich while he was making love to his lady? No. 
<laughs> he decided to start combining the two in yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. If you can use your imagination, I love how everything <laughs> can just come back to Seinfeld. Hey, no, it doesn't. Once in a blue moon. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm gonna jump into some of your recommends because um, I did my homework. I watched Menace to Society. I rented oh, good it. Job. On a, yeah, I I rented it on uh, Apple uh, Apple TV there, and yeah. as I'm watching the movie. Something occurred to me. What's that? I had seen the movie before. Oh, good. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, I completely forgot about it. Like I saw the opening scene at yeah. the, the corner store there and they the robbery that turns into a double homicide. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Came out in 1993. I'm sure we're fine. <laughs> but I'm watching this. I'm like, I've seen this before. Like, I've seen that. Like, That's familiar. And then later in the movie, there's like... The one thing that brought it back to me there, I go, I fucking seen this movie before is when uh, the dude with the burgers wants to buy drugs and he's yeah. like, I only got two dollars. I'll give you these burgers. I'll <laughs> suck your dick. I was like, I fucking seen this movie before. <laughs> and I got like, you can't forget that stuff, right? Yeah, like I, I've fucking seen this movie before. <laughs> I like a flashback of being at a friend. I couldn't tell you which friend I was at, but I was at someone's house. And he like I had arrived when this movie was just starting, so I just sat down and watched, and I was like, "Holy fuck, this is!" And like these like scenes are just so yeah. Like I don't, I'm kind of doing a little bit better on your list because I have seen Menace to Society. Good for you, sir. Good for you. It's a really like they don't pull any punches in that movie, and they have a story that they're trying to tell, which I appreciate. Like it is like just about making the most out of your life and trying not to make terrible fucking decisions in life. Um, you, know. you know, okay, I want to talk about the ending a little bit here. So now I will say spoiler alert. Yeah. Right here. So spoiler alert, you haven't seen it, but I want to talk about this ending here. That guy, the main character, what was his name? Um, KD. Yeah, KD. That guy was yeah. fucked no matter what he did, I think. Because then yeah. beat up the one guy that had the video of the robbery from the beginning of the movie. Or yeah. uh, that one girl he slept with that maybe impregnated he said he didn't because he was wearing a jimmy but yeah um and then a cousin and all of his buddies were gonna come fuck him up yeah or like like or he was leaving leaving but he still wanted for murder like i don't see this guy's life ending well no that's what like the picture that the movie paints in a way though right is that like a lot of young guys were caught in that exact scenario where they're looking at jail or death and that was his their choice you know and it's the way the culture at times was there Mm -hmm. which is really really crazy like it's a little insight into what a lot of people's lives were like at that time period which is crazy Yeah. yeah no i i agree it's uh it was a really cool movie and it was very powerful and it gave you some like you know it made you want to think a lot about like what's going on and stuff it was quite the sure. uh, yeah what's crazy too like i like to throw back i always talk about how tupac used to say a lot of things about what was happening back then and mm-hmm. what it's still like now and you see that like scene where they pick up old dog and KD and put them in the back of the police car and beat the shit out of them and leave them in the Mexican neighborhoods. They think the Mexicans will beat the crap out of them too. And it's like, 
it's so sad that society hasn't healed yet from that. And it's watching a movie from like 1993. That's still so charged in and ways that are still so happening today. To what's going on today. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? Like mm-hmm. how has it not gotten better in that amount of time was yeah. just sad. And then there were some class acts in the movie. Like I appreciate like, like that happened to him and the police left them at, at that spot. So that, like the Mexicans would like finish the job for him. And what they did was yeah. they took him to the hospital. Like, yeah, it was like these united, separated, but united kind of thing. It was like, yeah, it, it was. There was a lot of beautiful, beautiful human stories in there as well. Mm-hmm. I felt, you know, yeah. that's why I like it is a good movie. And anytime someone watches it for the first time, I think they can appreciate like it's got the shock factor a lot, you know, where yeah. you're like, damn, it's a it's a harsh movie. Like, don't get me wrong. The swearing, the violence, like. Oh, it's, it's not something tough. you should watch before bed, which is exactly what I did. Because after I watched that, I was fucking jacked up. I had to watch before <laughs> going to bed. Very, very true. No, great movie. Yeah, and speaking of great movies, before you even recommend it to me, I watched Braveheart. I oh, did you, yeah. sir? That yeah, excites I took, me. Uh, five and a half hours of my day, and I sat down and watched it. Um, it's fucking long, but <laughs> enjoyable. What do you have uh, to say about it? just a cool flick i like oh like i knew the gist of braveheart braveheart forever like it was one of those things like i always talk about it came out it was super popular everyone references it so i feel like i've seen the movie however where i thought certain things were were either super far ahead like happened way before i thought they would and then um it, it happened way later than i thought it like the, like I, my timeline of what happened in that movie in my head versus yeah. what i saw completely different yeah it's a uh, funny when you like something iconic like that escapes yeah. you and then you think you know enough about it to be understand it and then you actually watch it and you're just like oh ooh, oh yeah I, do you I'm have not... any impress sorry oh, do you I... have any impressions down from the movie yet no, I need to see it like seventeen more times to be okay. able to do that. But yeah, it was just, like that that bit you did from the movie with the uh, the Irishman, that guy became my favorite character. Steven, yeah, yeah, that guy was amazing. Like his entrance, where he's like, he's a fucking maniac, but he's yeah. like the maniac, like the maniac that you want to have. Like he's the right level. Of oh maniac. yeah, the and perfect then, blend. Yeah, and then he thinks he's about to get jumped by this guy over. Mel Gibson's about to like hunt a deer, and the you think this guy's about to jump him when really he's get, getting the other guy? Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, and I love that too. Cause that's like in life, you know, you mm-hmm. meet, I've had that experience where there's the prim proper man who's he has your back. And then there's the crazy, like wiry guy who you're like more suspicious of. And the crazy wiry guy ends up being your brother that will carry you for your life. And the yeah. other guy ends up trying to fuck you. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it, it also like there's a lot of things that like made me angry about this movie it, it's just like i i feel this way whenever i watch something that's politically motivated and then this was like granted it was medieval times but it was yeah. politically motivated um for lands and ranking and stature and money which is usually what politics kind of lead to and then you're you're watching this and, and this guy that would be king of scotland can either be the leader he's supposed to be and step up and fight for his land and his countrymen or does he side with the Brits and become king anyway 
but is a king that answers to um, long shanks yeah, yeah. and it, it the fact that he had a father that was making decisions for him who was like what agoraphobic and scarred and dying and yeah. yet still making all of the decisions before him like fuck you're a grown-ass man what yeah. are you doing like i don't like is there not like a like i get like respecting your family and all that stuff but if they're being a fucking idiot <laughs> step up like, well it shows like the hierarchy of the time that we yeah. have not, since killed in our culture but it was like that was the way it was you know and unfortunately you had to live by your father's word and if you betrayed him then there was severe consequences in a lot of ways too but yeah it was very frustrating for me to watch like i for sure like because i like like i love the actors and there's certain things i wanted more of like i wanted more of william wallace's uncle i like that actor i never know his name but he's in so many movies where i just go this guy's fucking amazing yeah, he's awesome. He's in X-Men 2, he's in the Jason Bourne movies, like he just shows up. And I wanted like you see him and he has like the one blind eye and he looks tough as hell and he's like I'm going to like teach you things and he te- First, like, you'll learn to use this, then I'll teach you to learn or teach you to use that. I yeah. like just shit like that. So yeah. good. Wouldn't you want like make the movie five and a half hours long, man? I want that <laughs> scene. Like I want that. Like Yeah. Like, granted, like, the whole movie's excellent, but, like, that upbringing must have been fucking, like, I want, like, a Rocky uh, Rocky montage scene of just young William Wallace aging like Simba and the Lion King, just, For wa- sure. like, operating a sword and planning of attack, because, like, that was amazing shit, like, that was an amazing, like, that could have been well, an amazing scene that we could have saw. Like There's such a story there, too, right, because we know that he went to France, because he speaks fluent French. We know like he he took him all over and cultured the shit out of him. When yeah. he leaves, he's this like frail little Scottish boy and he comes back and he's fucking psychotic Mel Gibson. He's a you know? man. Like he's a not just a, like a brilliant warrior and yeah, and all he wants is peace. He yeah. doesn't want to be that. He wants no. he wants to just have a wife, a family, yeah. grow some crops, and just live a life. And he tried really hard to get that, but yeah. yeah, the English, man, what do you do? Really cool flick, and it just, it was very cool. Uh, thank you for bringing, giving me enough shit that I would watch it on my own. Because, you for know, sure. you just see it there, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, Braveheart. Like, it's been around since 1995. I'll get you. <laughs> it's funny, because, like, there was a lot of historical inaccuracies in the movie, and, like, people pointed those out, and, like, I don't care about that. What I care about is like, it's a good fucking movie and it does inspire people to care about their roots too. You know, do you know about any of the historical inaccuracies off the top? Well, of your head? I know like a little bit, like, I don't think he was as poor as what the movie dictates. Like there's a hundred foot statue of him in Scotland mm-hmm. and he's like, looks like a Lord, like of the day, you know what? He's like fancy dressed. And like, a, I think he was, when people back then were educated they weren't like peasants you know what i mean like i think i don't know the ins and outs but i know like his death happened that way him being cut and quartered and sent to the four corners of scotland that happened like all that shit's legit and i believe that robert the bruce did betray him like that as well and like the circumstances of how his wife died and like all those things i don't know like Mm -hmm. 
but I do know like a lot of the history of the oppression that the English put down on a lot of different cultures. Like the fact that Ireland has been under oppression for like 800 years from the English and they, they never did defeat them. And there's the whole Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland separation still to this day. Right. It's interesting. And the fact, like the fight you see in the people and how bad they wanted their freedom Mm -hmm. that still exists today. Yeah. It's, you see it now like with like the uk and like wanting to people wanting to separate like scotland they're not a part of the are are they still a part of the uk yeah yeah they are and they yeah they they don't have their independence or like their their freedom i guess from england i i think it's pretty amicable though like i'm pretty sure most scots are happy with the uk it's not like it used to be the kings and the lords aren't coming (laughs) to do crazy well they don't have like that kind of monarchy doesn't exist like right now we have a the monarchy that's in England is honestly just for show, and it boggles my mind that it's still a thing. Like, it makes no sense to me why yeah. there's still a monarchy. It's crazy, like, with what's happened with England, and, you know, they have a bit of a dark history. Like, I know there's a lot of cancel cancel culture going on, and I don't think that they should cancel that type of history because it's important to learn from just it. But, like, of England, just, you know what? No more England. <laughs> You're done. <Yeah. laughs> we, we can't have that anymore. No, no, we're done here, England. You had a good chance. And the, that, and with that sentence, I just alienated a whole bunch of our English audience. <laughs> oh, we have Eng- I have English blood flowing through my veins, so I don't. But I, I'm also a historian, and I you look at do. things. I know like a, a lot about the IRA and the struggle and the fight that they've had over, throughout the years, and it's crazy shit, man. There's a lot of stuff still going on that we don't realize, and how intense it is, and how people feel so passionately and it wasn't that long ago where there was still a lot of hostility between england and ireland and it's tough yeah. that the north and the south there's still conflicts today that come out and happen and the borders tighten and then loosen and tighten and loosen it's just sad you know like yeah it is but hopefully one day uh things look bright for everybody on this planet one day we'll figure all of this out and everyone's gonna just like everyone and accept everyone for all their lovely little quirks i don't think they have to like them but they have to at least like not like if i don't like someone i just they don't exist to me and i just don't fucking invest myself in them but you know what i mean no no i I agree so to sum up i really liked it (laughs) um well another thing that bothered me not bothered me i just found odd is that so robert de bruce betrays william wallace once then goes all right we're gonna do this like for serious this time i know uh, what i did before was shitty but promise you can trust me now and then someone else betrays robert de bruce in capturing william wallace and then everyone sees william wallace get murdered because of this but robert de bruce is there and like i feel like they would beg the question of like "Eh, he was there can we that's suspicious suspicious yeah and there he is with scotland about to like strike a deal with england and and everyone's ready for battle and he's just like fight with me now oh yeah because you're so fucking trustworthy and then they (laughs) throw the sword and then they have this epic battle like i don't know i would have a few caveats like (laughs) i understand we're fighting for freedom but if i have to answer to you yeah (laughs) it would be tough like i know I think that they just respected William Wallace's love for him so much that they were trying to like, by siding with him after all of that, they thought 
like his troops basically thought that they were honoring him mm-hmm. but like i know myself and i would probably if i was like the second in command of william wallace and you're the fucking guy that was responsible for him killing I, you need him though as your king because you know what evil you're getting i was gonna say what i'd like him behind the scenes like he's sleeping in his tent at night just yeah. go fucking handle business but sleeping go smash his head in yeah exactly Great well, scene, by the way <laughs> so much of that like at the time it was really cool the this the movie that like in the battle scenes it was one of the first like movies of my generation at least that was full out war scene on the fields like it used to be like what a production and how much fun that must have been to film right yeah uh honestly it was gorgeous and then you know what you got to give credit to mel gibson or at least you know mel gibson before he became insane um that was just a great great movie i know someone uh, i don't know someone but i'm closely attached to someone who's related to someone who's in braveheart that's cool she got kicked off apparently offset because she when he's be getting paraded to go to his execution and they're throwing food at him mm. she whipped some food and hit him in the face <laughs> and so she was kicked off of but she her hair you can still see in the movie because she's got like flowing bright red hair that's awesome but i've had it pointed out to me about a hundred thousand times that's awesome can you just i i threw an apple at mel gibson's face and they asked me kindly to leave for sure she'll have that forever <laughs> it's not all the time you get to throw a piece of produce at mel gibson no it's true and like i'm sure a lot of people out there would love to throw a piece of fruit at him so yeah <laughs> um so while we're on movies here uh big trailer release from marvel um you know we're gearing up for loki to start in on june 9th then yeah. marvel goes ahead and goes like oh by the way here's the eternals trailer and uh, did you see it yeah what did, uh, what did you make of it because i didn't make a whole lot of it sean i don't know what we're getting into um <laughs> i don't i never read any of the eternal stuff i don't know much about it. i even watched like breakdown videos to try and understand what was happening i don't know I, i'm just i'm fucking down like uh, the, like I, i'm going into this a little bit blind here and i gotta say i'm for it this is how i went into guardians of galaxy and i was not disappointed so I'm going in blind. I like the dialogue I'm seeing. I'm liking the characters. I like most of the actors and some I'm seeing for the first time, which I'm I'm just all around down with. Um, I like uh, one thing I want to know is they've been on Earth for a while. Where have the, where have they been when everything goes to shit? They've been attacked <laughs> by aliens. The 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 Thanos destroys half of everyone were they part of the half i think that what we can assume with this is them being the eternals Mm -hmm. they knew we were going to get out of it i yeah sure some people are going to die but hey that was their path that was where they were meant to die there's there's so much (laughs) intrigue around this and i'm just i'm on i'm on board like marvel doesn't do bad stuff no if they're making it i'm watching it that's just how it's gonna be yeah, so I'm on board. I just I'm watching this trailer. I go, I have no idea what we're into for this story. I'm super down, and I really like that line where I'm not sure the actor, but he was a Stark on Game of Thrones. We're yeah. like, so so now that Iron Man and Captain America are gone, who's gonna lead the Avengers? And there's like, I will, and Kit everyone just laughs Arrington. at him. 
Kit Harrington. That wasn't Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Oh, I thought you were said from Game of Thrones. No, he's in that too, though, isn't he? Yeah, there's two guys from Game of Thrones. Oh shit. Okay. The older Stark brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. The one who gets uh, murdered in the Red Wedding. Yeah. Oh shit, that was him, wasn't it? Yeah. Learn something new every day. What do you know? Yeah, you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I. I, I want to have opinions on this and I want to break it down for you. I just don't have the ability to at this moment. I googled the Eternals because I know very little about their storylines yeah. and I just tried to read some shit on Google and it didn't really give me a whole lot at that point either other than that they are Eternals and they've been on Earth for a very long time. And yeah, I know that they were created by the Elementals, I think they're called. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. And uh, we've already seen one elemental. That's what Kurt Russell was in uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah, Egon or something like that. Ego, where he's the yeah living planet. Yeah. So like they come from them, but it'd, it'd be I I'm I'm on board to like learn about new characters and stuff. Oh, definitely, definitely. Me too. And more on the Marvel side, but this is like a Sony. Um, they. Sony casted Aaron Taylor Johnson, formerly known as Kick, Quicksilver and Kick-Ass, um, to play Craven the Hunter for a standalone mm-hmm. Spider-Man villain film. How are you feeling about this? So, a couple things. One, it's an interesting character choice. Two, I'm excited because one thing that you and me have even talked about on our podcast give us some of the other characters because we've seen the ones that you guys like to repeat to us. And now they're doing that. They are giving us like a, like, yes, we've seen like incarnations of him here and there, but it has standalone movie for a villain that isn't necessarily one of the top villains that Spider-Man faced off against mm-hmm. is pretty cool. He was supposed to be in Sam Raimi's fourth Spider-Man movie before that got kiboshed. Right. But I mean, I'm down. I mean, I really want just to see Spider-Man face off with these guys because these characters don't mean anything to me without Spider-Man. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool. he's a cool character. He's great. Yeah. But, like, let's get Spidey in the mix. Like, You need the Spider-Man tie-in is what you're saying? Yeah, like, I don't need more <laughs> bad guys that we're going to turn into anti-heroes. So, like, like, I'm fine with Venom, but then if we're going to keep doing this with, like, Morbius and if we're going to keep doing this, with Craven, like, what are we doing? Yeah, like, I, like there has to be like a master movie that comes out though, where it is all of them, right? That's what I'm hoping for. Like when we saw in the Morbius trailer that Michael Keaton was in it, I'm thinking, okay, so we're gonna bring Spider-Man into this, but no yeah. one's talking, and like rightfully so, no one's talking. But it is frustrating to go, and we're getting another standalone Spider-Man vote. Why? Why? <laughs> what are you planning, Sony? What is going on over there? Just give us a hint. Like, stop doing these standalone stuff. Give me a little bit. Give me some Spidey. Like, I yeah, don't... you want some tie-ins? I can understand that. Yeah. I just like there's so many stories to be told in the Marvel universe, and I think that they're starting to flex their muscles a little bit. It it doesn't always have to be back. Like, we're seeing just so much. There's so much content coming our way yeah. that it's inevitable that there will be Spider-Man crossovers. I feel, and if they don't, imagine if they don't get to that point and it's too late, and that would be frustrating. Like, it'd be nice if they did have some tie-ins, right? Well, they have to, and we're like we're at a point where there's no point in rebooting anything. You can't reboot the MCU now. They're just telling a big linear story. I don't even know at one point you would hit the big reset button. Yeah. That'd be a tough one for sure. Yeah, especially with 
X-Men and the Fantastic Four joining the MCU. Like the stories are kind of endless. Yeah. Like, and it's unfortunate that we won't see the Steve Rogers Captain America and the Tony Stark Iron Man join forces with like Wolverine and Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, that's too bad. But, we never yeah. know, though. We never, like, oh, obviously a lot of the actors are like, no, I'm done playing that role, but money talks, bullshit walks, so yeah. you never know. No, exactly. So there's, a, I'm sure there's exciting things to come, but I just like, Sony, just okay, can we <laughs> announce the Sinister Six movie and like, let's make that happen or something, please. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be into that for sure. Another thing I want to talk to you about, so a little while ago we had your sister on and she gave us the task of designing our own furniture (laughs) i don't know if everyone saw the eye roll there but there was an eye roll (laughs) it was it was a bit of a task jen i love you to death there was a pandemic going on like it was a little bit tricky to just go into a store and just be like hi salesman i'm gonna waste your time for about an hour i would like to design my own piece of furniture please and thank you and not buy it (laughs) So let's do it. Yeah. But um, what we both did is we found ways online to create um, our own piece Couch. of furniture. Couch. Yeah. Chair. Um, so what we'll do is we'll share it on our Instagram at two sides of the story. Please follow us and like all of our content and just send us love <laughs> letters and just love we'll us. We'll take it all. We'll take anything we can get. Yeah. Just, just love us. And um and we'll show you what we came up with, but I'll talk about it now. So um, my thing was, I just, I really want to have my own L-shaped couch. So I started from there and then like, they just gave me a whole bunch of options. And so I chose, I can't remember the kind of material it was. I think it was yeah. um, like a suede or something like, cause I want something I can nap on that like, yeah. If you have leather, then your skin gets stuck to leather. You can't I feel nap. that. You need a nappable couch. And then I found the material and then I got it to go yellow, which I just think was loud and obnoxious and super good. And then like I sent a picture of it to Jen. And then the response I got was nice. Like, no follow up. No, like <laughs> where'd you design it? Like, no. I pretty much got the same like response. I think I don't know, maybe because we did it online. She was like, oh thanks i don't know it could have been an oh thanks doesn't count or it was like a oh thanks it's hard to say i don't know but i will say this it's odd because i've sat on that couch that you designed did you yeah i know who owns that couch i have access to that couch it's really funny that you picked that color and everything crystal's parents have that couch in their like living room that doesn't have a tv in it Great state, great minds, you know? We yeah, just I know. I saw it there and I was I like, when you sent it to me, I was like, I, first of all, you when you sent it, you didn't say shit. You just sent me some random just, picture, picture right? <laughs> of a yellow couch. And I was like, what What in the hell is like? And I, I was like, oh, maybe this is like the Jen coach. Did he like, I don't even, I, yeah, I was very dumbfounded by that. Because like when I sent you, I had, I made like a meme of my two pictures and I sent you like the chair with the material pattern and you just send this like, weird looking yellow couch that i didn't like it looked like it could have been a cartoon couch i was very confused when that got sent over yeah uh no i i just figured you would have gotten it based on 
why else would I send you a couch? Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I gave you zero context. You're like, look, this is the, this is the end result here. <laughs> and uh, no, um, well, let's talk about yours because yours is a little bit fancier. Yeah, well, and I, I, and I <laughs> will dare say I find yours to be a little bit arrogant. Well, to be honest, I always just liked the architecture and castles and shit. So I picked a bitchin' ass throne chair that yeah. is like obnoxiously oversized. And it was like something like $7,500 in the ad for sale. <laughs> and it's an antique. It's probably like 400 years old. Yeah. It was just cool as shit. And I was like, I'm going to take that $7,500 chair with like protected leather that somehow survived for 300 years. And I'm going to rip all that fucking leather off. And I'm going <laughs> to put some... <laughs> and I'm going to put some like very tacky looking Star Trek material all over it just because i if i could afford this chair and i was doing this i don't care about money i don't care about the next owner i, I do care about the history of the chair and that's why i'm going to impact it with my flavor so just take this 7500 dollars chair and just turn it into a 500 dollars chair and yeah <laughs> just like that but you know what it wouldn't be a 500 dollars chair to me it would be priceless yeah you you boldly go where no man went before you know it yeah no it's I, and it was like a fun little test so i gotta give it was Jane some props like it was a good creative idea and then if i if i ever tripped and fell and became oprah rich that's probably gonna be the couch i would buy for myself yeah because yeah it was definitely... now, after seeing that i was like this looks comfy as fuck like i wouldn't mind having that in my at life at some point i feel like i'm gonna own that yellow couch because crystal wants to steal it one, yeah. one of these days, her dad's going to wake up and the couch is going to be gone out of the living room and he'll be like, what the hell? <laughs> um, but oh, it is a pretty sick-ass couch. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, it's weird when you exercise the artist inside of you in any degree. Like, both of us, we like to laugh and we like to make people laugh. So we our artistic gift in ways is being the comedic voice. Yeah. But having like an artist, someone like Jen, who's like very passionate about design and furniture, like having them recommend something to us like that is pretty interesting, I feel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of things would have to tie in for that. Like, like at least the couch I like chose, like I also would have to think about what color the walls are going to be, like what's going to go with that. Couch. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like right now yeah. I went with like, this would be a cool couch to own. And I think I would be very comfortable on it. And I think like that but is it's like, cool... it's like me with that chair. Mm -hmm. I think the backdrop of the chair was probably like eight or nine feet tall. Like I can't fucking have a chair like that in my house. Yeah. Like what would you even do in that chair? Like at least with mine, like I can kick back and watch movies and I'm comfortable. What are you going to do? You're going to sit fully upright and just what command your fiance soon to be wife and be like, fetch me my monocle. Like, <laughs> she'll tell you to go fuck yourself immediately. She would. Yeah. Very yeah. readily. She would be like, nope. <laughs> yeah, just right off the bat. Eat shit, Sean. Yeah. It would definitely be deserved. <laughs> <laughs> So one thing I wanted to talk to you about, yeah. Um, you are in uh, landscaping right now. You ever have any weird injuries? What's the most like painful thing you've had happen to you from landscaping? Okay, I don't know about painful because this didn't hurt, but I gotta take off my hoodie for this. All right, 
I don't know how this happened. I like a buddy just no, like pointed it out to me, and then things got weird. So this is what my elbow's supposed to look like. Yeah, I see. I see. Very yeah. elbowy. Yeah, and this is what my right elbow looks like right now. See oh, how Jesus. it's sticking out? Yeah, like, and it like it's all like fluid. At the, at the huh. And I, I have friends that like have had this before, and like you just banged it, and now there's fluid in your elbow. You can like poke it and drain it, and you're fine. Right. Or you can go to the doctor and they'll just take a syringe and drain it. So have you been mind. like elbowing things lately or not on purpose? No, okay, yeah. fair enough. Like I'm not doing like a bionic elbow on the grass I'm cutting or anything like that. It's funny when you're like doing a task and you don't necessarily realize the dangers involved in the task until the dangers slap you in the face and you're like, Oh damn, I wish I'd known that like two seconds earlier. Yeah. I have like a small example to go along with this. Please tell me. <laughs> when I was 16, I was working with my dad building houses, uh, like summer job kind of thing. And he wanted me to go grab material. I didn't have a lot of strength at the time. You know, being a teenager, you think you're tough as hell, but you're not. Mm-hmm. I was pulling all the lumber into the house. So I was grabbing two, three boards at a time at most because I thought that I was going to die if I lifted anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, my job was to slide them up onto the main floor because they were building walls. And so I put the two by sixes up and they're tight against my body because they're really heavy. So I slide them up onto the floor. And as I do that, I did something that people pay a lot of money for. I got a nipple piercing. No. About a quarter inch thick, like the size of a cigarette around. It went in one side of my nipple and came out on the other side of my nipple. You still have like a hole there? No, I have a bit of a scar, but it's honestly been like... It's healed up like totally, but that was one of the, like the most realest moments of my early life when it came to like extreme brutal pain of carpentry. Cause sometimes like when things that I like, let me finish telling this story and I'll get into my other points. So mm-hmm. I'm 16. I have now a big piece of wood stuck through my nipple. I looked down like, ah, ah, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I ended up ripping it out and it was like the middle of the day. So it's not like I could go home and my shirt then sealed itself to the two holes one on either side and later on that day when i got home i had to rip the shirt away from my bleeding nipple that there was blood all over my shirt of course too right and it just was like get back to work kind of mentality right so you got like a medieval level nipple piercing yeah like like, this is how it was done back in the day oh for sure and like you you just wouldn't do it like framers I don't know. We don't often have piercings. Some do, but we get our piercings. We shoot ourselves with nails. We get slivers constantly. Like, honestly, there's times where I'm like, I don't want to have soft hands. Like gloves are something I like I wear, people wear. And you still get slivers through them, but it's not as bad. I often will work without my gloves on and I get like 20 slivers a day in my hands. And I'm just like, it's second nature to me. Ones that stand out were the nipple one, of course, because I was young and didn't know that feeling yet. You know, I've gotten to know it well. That's hurting me just thinking about it. (laughs) One of the other worst ones, like I used to, we were building these floors and we had to put straps underneath them. And so we like used a bit biscuit cutter to cut through on either side of the joist, the floor joist. So I had to shove the straps up underneath it. Well, little did I realize that there was probably like an inch long grouping of sharp razor sharp pieces of wood. Cause it's like 
the sheeting material. And so I grabbed the strap and I had it tight against my thumb and shoved it up the strap up. And I had got roughly 11, I think it was 11 was the number I counted inch long slivers all the way up underneath my fingernail. And so then I tried pulling them out. Some of them came out, some of them broke off. So I can see them under my thumbnail tied up against my nail. And I have one choice. Well, two choices. One, go to the hospital, but come on, who the hell does that? The other choice is I can't like, I can't leave them there. It hurts because they're there. They're pressing in a place that doesn't deserve pressure. And so I had no choice. I took my utility knife out and I began to slide it into the under part of my fingernail so that I could hook it onto the edge of each sliver individually and slide them out enough so that I could grab it with my fingers and pull them out. And so like, this is my this nightmare is, right here. This, is this my, has been, <laughs> this is my this has been utilized in history to torture people. And I did it for free. I wasn't getting, no one was getting anything out of me. I, I had to stand there, man. I was like sweating profusely, like just covered in sweat because you can't leave them there. You're the, they'll get infected. You'll lose your thumb. Or they'll, you'll go to the hospital and they'll cut your entire nail off. And then you're, you got to deal with that for months. So, so you know how we do this podcast and then I'll take like video footage and we'll put it on the Instagram and all this. <laughs> this isn't one of those. Clips. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, well, you know what? Some people are into the medical shit, so they might really yeah, be yeah, interested yeah. in it. I think they'll discover it when they hear this podcast, but putting it out there. Like I'm shrieking on the inside, hearing this story. Yeah. Like, this is like, like I, I see those like tortures in like like movies sometimes. Oh, for sure. The and reason that I this came up hit the skip button. Literally, the reason that this came up is because I got one little sliver up my thumbnail today. It just that perfect placement when I grabbed onto some wood. It just it found its way up my fingernail, and I was like, oh, cool, 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 cool. How how bad is it? Let me have a look here. Let me like take my glove. I, I was wearing gloves. Have a look, and I'm like, okay, let's do this. So I went and grabbed some tweezers out of the first aid kit. Couldn't get it. Had to grab the knife. Had to hook on. Had to slip out. It's a whole thing. I'm like a surgeon with a utility knife because of how many slivers I've gotten. Listen, if there's any doctors listening to this podcast, <laughs> tear Sean a new one. Tell him that like what he's doing is wrong. I feel like what you're doing is wrong. They might support it and they might give me a call if they have a complicated surgery just to oh, get some pointers. Yeah, just pat yourself on the back, buddy. Dr. Sean on the goddamn seat. <laughs> The thing is, like, I will pull, pull all kinds of slivers out of me, but I don't generally pull nails out of me. No. So I have a good buddy. He worked with me for, like, nine years, eight years, something like that. But when he was, like, brand new, he was still trying to prove himself. And I was teaching him one of the areas. And he comes over to me. He's like, Sean, man, like, I shot myself. Like, I need your help. I want you to pull it out. And I'm like, dude, like, we're not pulling it out. If you did genuinely, I thought he was messing with me. I'm like, if you did genuinely shoot yourself, we need to go and take you to the doctor. They need to take it out. You could have hit a nerve. You could have hit a bone. You could have hit a vein. And he was like, no, man, like, I'm new. Like, I don't want that kind of heat on me. Like, he's like, I need you to pull it out. And I'm like, dude, I'm not pulling. He's like, please, man, like, please pull it out. I'm like, fuck, okay, fine. Like, I'll pull it out. But if there's fucking repercussions from this, I ain't taking the fall. You pull it out yourself. So we have this whole conversation while well, there's a, a literal three and a half inch nail sticking out of his hand. It was buried like only an inch. So no yeah, deal. I've seen much worse. No, I've, so, I've seen Happy Gilmore. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen so much in person. It's crazy. <laughs> but anyways, so I, I look at him like, are you sure? Are you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah, just do it, man. Dude, just do it. Just do it. 
So I, I reach over, I grab the nail and I rip it violently out of his hand. And he's like, dude, you didn't fucking count to three. Who doesn't count to three? <laughs> and I was like, well, you didn't, there was no discussion of a count to three. I mean, I'm the rip the bandaid off kind of guy. I'm not going to count to three and give you the anticipation, but it was one of those bonding moments where it made us more brothers because, you know, you rip a nail out of your friend, you're, you're pretty close, you know? Jesus. I'm so glad I told my stupid elbow story before you, because like, I, there's no topping what you've been through with your job. <laughs> CSST must fucking love you guys. <laughs> uh, well, if, if you don't report it, it doesn't. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Like, I had worked with a guy when I was younger, and he was the most impressive, I would say, impressive, non impressive person when it came to being a carpenter or being in the trades. He shot himself 17 times in a matter of three months. Fucking what? And I shit you not, like some of them weren't bad. They were like just stuck in a quarter inch and he was able to rip it out and go to work. Like one of the ones that impressed me the most, he was building beams and you like have to put single pieces together and nail them all together. Right. So he's walking around and he has his own hammer on the ground instead of in his tool pouch. He trips on his own hammer, has his finger on the trigger of the nail gun and accidentally presses the nail gun down on the top of his foot. And he shot the nail. It went all the way in through his foot, hit the steel shank on the bottom of his boot, turned and came back up into his foot. So he had three puncture holes from that incident. And like walking, he was talking shit and he was walking and he was holding what shoot. It's like called a scraler gun. It shoots screws like a nail gun. So like extreme high velocity. Mm -hmm. He was walking and he had his finger on the trigger again and he bumped it into his thigh. And it shot and stuck into the bone and sucked like all of his skin in. There was like a, a cave on his leg. It was just crazy shit. Like he was related to one of the bosses. That's why he was doing this and he got in the job kind of thing. But man, like watching this guy do this shit, I didn't want to work anywhere near him. I was like, man, if you're going to do this to yourself, what the yeah. fuck are you going to do to me? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, like, oh. I, I don't have words right now, which is disappointing because it's a podcast. <laughs> Dude, you have no, like some of this shit that I see on the daily, it's like yeah. funny. It's really funny because I'm like, every injury that I see is completely avoidable. It's all about body placement. Yeah. Like for me, I've just had like concussion galore in my life. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking up there. I would hate to see what my brain looks like, to be honest with you. Like it's some damage has been done. <laughs> like like the funniest one was when i was living in like labrador and um we had a little break for, it was, i was doing volunteer work and we had a little break from it so me and uh my roommate in the house named tom so the two of us yeah went down to the next town which was like a 45 minute drive and like it was a dry project so we weren't allowed to drink even if we were on break right we broke, we broke that rule <laughs> So like we weren't underage, like I was 21 and he was like 19, like we were allowed to drink in Labrador. And so like no one's around. So we're like, well, we have a few pops. Leave the, the bar to go to our hotel room. And I slip on a fucking like you ever see Charlie Brown to go kick the football? Yeah. 
that happened to me except it wasn't <laughs> football like it was ice and i just feet went way up in the air and head first on the ice and that i hurts fuck it, it like I, I was i was woozy and all that and then the next day i went back to the house and i'm talking to somebody and like what i'm saying is not making sense and i'm just going yeah i just i need to talk to i need to talk to and they're like who do you need i just Who's the chick? She's in charge. She's in charge of everything. The house. I couldn't remember our project leader's name. Oh shit! Like, uh, so what they had to do because like she couldn't like leave the house, even though like we're all adults and a voting age and all this stuff. She couldn't technically yeah. leave the house. So they they made me like take an ambulance from like our town where I was forty five minutes to the town where I was where I hit my head. Oh god. And then to be like, yeah, I have a concussion. I don't understand why we have to go through this fucking rigmarole. <laughs> you just like, and there's like nothing you can do for a concussion. You just kind of got to like deal with it. So yeah. like, like even I said, like, I don't know if I should go to the hospital. Just, I just need someone to wake me up every couple of hours to make sure I don't go into a coma. And then um, that, no, I got sent to a hospital just to be like, you have a concussion. I was like, fucking great. Jeez. And that's like how I got like concussion 15. Oh, yeah. I guess a hockey probably had a lot to do with concussions. I had a few in hockey, I had a few in football, and I was a goalie in the lacrosse, and I took fucking balls off the beak. <laughs> I think I've only had two concussions. Do you want to hear my concussion story? It's it's less like it's funny. It's not really funny, I guess. I don't know. It, there's a story there. I have a story about my concussion. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I think I was like six, maybe seven years old. And I was riding my bike and yeah. I went, I was driving down the street. It was like the kind of uh, street where there's driveways and the garages in the front of the house. So everyone like pulls it up onto their driveway and into their front of their house. So riding my bike down the street and all of a sudden, I don't know where this guy backs out of his driveway, going at a pretty fast pace and hit me. And I went flying off my bike and like no helmet because helmets, you know, what did our parents care about getting us helmets to go with our bikes back then? They didn't know any fucking better. So I bounced my head, like smack it off the ground a couple of times. It bounced. I remember that part. Yeah. And then I remember like the guy got out of his car and he came running around to the back of the car and saw that he hit me and was like, you fat little piece of shit. Watch where the fuck you're going on your bike, you little bastard. <laughs> And I was like seven, right? So I was so scared I was going to get in trouble. So I had like bruises uh, from my car. Yeah. What are you? Oh, dude. I got, he like screamed at me. So then I'm terrified, right? So I didn't tell my parents that I didn't want to get in trouble because I was like worried they'd take my bike away or I'd get grounded. So I like limped home, like pushing my bike, like sucking up my tears. And I would like, my head was like, throbbing like i was like yeah. out of it and i just didn't feel myself and it, i had like bruises like my left side had they, from how my, long did it take for them to notice they must have noticed right away i don't they've never heard this story <laughs> surprise uncle steve <laughs> yeah no like and looking back now my dad would have like beat the living shit out of that guy but i was terrified i didn't want to get in trouble so oh. I had like bruises like from my hip. I was already like old enough to shower myself, right? So, but I had bruises like from my hip up to like underneath my ribs on my left side. And it was like hard to breathe for a couple of days. And like, it, like he fucked me up pretty good, man. Like it was pretty bad. Oh, the audacity of him not paying attention. It's, 
it's his job to look out for you, not the other way around. Uh, I know, but I mean, it works, right? He didn't get in any shit for it because I oh. he scared the shit out of me. So, man, yeah, that's my concussion story. That's so. so brutal. Oh, I know what we're yeah. gonna call this week's episode. It's just gonna be workplace injuries. That's what the <laughs> episode is gonna be called. Pain and damage, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are we I had a lot moving? of like incidents like that happen to me off and on when I was a kid. I've talked to you a little bit about it here and yeah. there, but we'll get into that in another podcast. But yeah, so, shit like that happens, I guess. What do you do? No, Sometimes exactly. you get hit by a car and they call you a fat piece of shit and you just like take it in shame and don't say anything, right? Yeah. Every happens to everyone, I think. I well, no. Uh, I don't. I don't think everyone. If you've been hit by a car and call me, call the fat piece of shit. <laughs> uh, send us an email at two sides of the story pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod. I'd yeah. Love to hear your story about it. Make sure maybe. Sean is right about this happening to everyone. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe I'm alone on this one. <laughs> um, what do you do, right? So speaking of like fans and writing in and stuff, we're on episode eight and we got a decent like amount of fans. Like we're averaging a, you know, quite a few listens uh, every week. Should we give our fans like a nickname? Like, you know, like, you know, you got the oil nation and then you got uh, like Hulkamaniacs. I like the idea of like something to do with the sides clan, like honorary sides clans or two siders. Like you. Yeah. I said, yeah. So we got the two siders or two side of the historians. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, we got to work on that one. Yeah, yeah, so like any ideas for what you guys should be called, you know, right into the podcast. Uh, please <laughs> do it. Like hit us up on Instagram or the Facebook group. Any ideas on what we should call our fans that has to do with like our title? I think that would be super dope. Just to just have something to call you guys. Yeah, that'd be listeners. sick. <laughs> if. Yeah, we'll see what people come up with. Yeah, we are definitely encouraging it. Sidists. Uh, <laughs> I do like sidists. Yeah. Yeah, members of siders. Sidesiology. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the spectrum's end, endless. It's true. It's true. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah, and also, again, we also have T-shirts available. I want to talk to you about this because uh, we do now have a women's shirt available. Like a women's fit. Uh, unfortunately, the blue that we have for the generic, like straight up unisex tee, is not available in the women's cut. Just the color wasn't available. Yeah, but we got like a nice white tee with the logo on it. If you want to help support the podcast, pick up a shirt, pick up a bunch of them. Uh, we have the link <laughs> in the bio uh, of the two sides of the story on Instagram. So hit us up there, please, and thank you. Yeah, definitely. We also add a lot of content. Like we do have a Facebook group. We need to like pump a few more things there. We're, but we're also like sharing things to do with what we're talking about on our Instagram. So it might be fun to check it out for people too. Yeah. If you ever want to see like visuals and stuff, like uh, recently I talked about my Chris Chelios uh, meeting. I, I, you know, I posted a picture of the signed jersey just so people can see like it actually happened. Yeah, um, I posted a little clip of the fire chip there too. I don't know yeah. if you saw that one. Yeah, I did see that one. That... Yeah, I thought people should know that it really did happen, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, there's some truth in all of our tales here. So, you know, check us out on the Instagram. Give us some joy. Give us some likes. Love us on there. Um, yeah, like, so please do. I'm just getting. I, I don't know why I'm plugging all of our social medias right now. I just got yeah. really the idea. I wouldn't know why either. I don't. I don't know. It's. Cause we want you to fucking follow. 
part of my language, please, of course. Please follow our stuff. <laughs> um, so it's I guess my week to recommend, good sir. So yes, please. I'm gonna take a little break from the movie stuff and I'm gonna throw something else at you. I just first it's like a leading question a little bit because you might be like, Yeah, of course, Sean. Have you ever listened to the wall start to finish? The like album? Floyd? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever listened to the white album start to finish? Yes. Okay. So you know like some of the big classic albums. It's yeah, safe to I, say. I, I grew up in the household of Chris Eyes. Like there's no way uh I was missing any of this stuff. But yeah. On a side note to that, it's funny because like what you said about your dad being like the king of the one hit wonders in ways. Yeah. I've often been considered that like with my playlists and it's all over the place. So it's kind of a cool like DNA thing, possibly that we just are fucking awesome people. I don't know. I think that's accurate. Go on. <laughs> so I want you to pick out an album that you might think this is a funny recommend because I want I'm recommending to you to recommend to me so it's getting like super super layered here but I want you to recommend to me one of your like I don't want an answer today but I want you to think of like what album connects with you that I should hear from start to finish if you have an answer right now you can throw it out there but like that's what I'm, like five I'm gonna right rec- now. what's that I have like five right now yeah but pick one you know like that's really like sean you know and it's even if you think i may or may not like it but it's just something that you know it's an impactful album but it's an album you have to listen to start to finish right yeah yeah of course like like try not to make it something that's completely unattainable like something that's not nothing by like rush where every song is three 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 hours long or something like that (laughs) that's okay i would be okay with that i don't mind length but yeah just a thought something for you to think about yeah, I, I think uh, I got to narrow down to like three in my head right now of just like albums that not just like mean a lot to me, but also like I like I listen to start to finish and yeah do not have a like a least favorite song. Like there's not nothing skippable on it to me. Yeah, that's why I let in with The Wall and with uh, The White Album, because both of those albums like a lot to me are ones that I've heard my whole life. And I can go start to finish. And I like to go start to finish because it it feels incomplete if you don't. There is actually a story. Now we're talking about the Beatles and I'm going to have to get Uncle Sparky to confirm it. But my dad told me a little while ago, years ago, when John Lennon was assassinated, there was a piece in the the paper of uh, a couple, like there was like a picture in the paper and they were talking about John Lennon's death and how it affected like some young people. And it was this, like my dad's reading the paper and I'm like, what the fuck do these young kids know about John Lennon? And lo and behold, that picture is Uncle Sparky with his girlfriend at the time in front of like a peace logo, putting up the peace sign. That's funny. Yeah, it's like like this music stuff has been with us forever. And if you want to go on to like some weird stuff, talk to Uncle Sparky. Like he has stories of like he would play uh the the music of Looney Tunes, but not the not 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 yeah. that stuff. It was the music that they would use to like, like if you were going upstairs, you would hear the or if you were following down the stairs, the so he had that on a cassette tape and would just like listen to it casually, like it was music. When really it was just like, I'm not saying that it wasn't music because it took instruments, but it was more like noises to describe actions than it was a song and so like you know that scene in as good as it gets where 
Jack Nicholson gets into the car and then Hella Hunt is sitting in the back seat and he moves up the seat to the point where he can't really move. So she has enough leg room. Um, sorry, what? Uh, yeah, I'm just fucking with you. Of course, I've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit yeah of I a do problem. remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, so he would do my dad would do that kind of move. So he would sit in the front and then Uncle Sparky's girlfriend or whoever would sit in the back. And then my dad would then put the seat all the way up and make himself super uncomfortable. And then Sparky, knowing this, would do these annoying things to my dad, blaring the, the sounds of like Looney Tunes, driving him insane. But because the seat was too far forward, he couldn't do anything about it. So let me ask you, though, was your dad intentionally being awkward by moving his seat too far forward? Or was he being just polite He's and he moved it too polite. far? Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like obnoxious, like self-defecating humor in a sense where you're like, I'll make you extra comfortable, comfortable by making myself extra uncomfortable. Like I was, wasn't sure if that was the angle he was running or if it was just the politeness of saying like, Oh, of course, like a, being a like taller guy. It was a gentlemanly thing, but uh, I got to talk to Sparky about this because the way he tells it is just the way those two would torment each other. Like there's some great stories to be told. Do you think that he would ever want to do a podcast with us? I think we open to it. Yeah. Um, He's got, he's got, like I said, like he's got stories and oh yeah, I think it would be very interesting to see your dynamic with him. Cause I like, have you like spoken to him? Like, like, like out loud? Like, I, I don't, I I'm think maybe possibly, but I don't know. We've like, like text a little bit and like yeah. sent a few Facebook messages, but like to say, I know Mike, I, I don't know him. Like yeah. I'd like to know him. Cause he seems like a very interesting uncle of mine. If oh, you he's, will. Honestly, he's the best. He's yeah. uh, absolutely the best. I hear only good things. And like, I see that he's very artistic and like poetic in ways at times on Facebook. He used to post some, some stuff like, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know him that well. Yeah. He's a very interesting cat. And like, just the way that he, the way he sees the world is very, very intriguing to me. Like whenever I get like stuck with things or something, I do hit him up for like advice or I, I want his opinion just to like, cause it's such an out there. He's such an out there guy that his opinion kind of like gives you another way to look at things. It's a very, mm-hmm. it's very, I'm very grateful that like he's in the family and I, I have such easy access to him. I love him a lot. He's such, he's uh, as far as uncles go, he's pretty top notch. Yeah. It's great to have uh, human beings in your pocketbook like that. Right. Yeah. yeah he's just, he is like again. It's just this interesting outlook, and and you guys would bond. Like he's a huge Bob Dylan fan. My dad too was a huge Bob yeah. Dylan fan. I actually bonded with your dad on Bob Dylan. Yeah, because I I talked to him randomly one like one of the times I told you we talked on Facebook, and I like was really curious because knowing like oh shit like it was one of the first times where I was like oh my god like me and one of my dad's brothers like one of my uncles we have something in common. Yeah. You know, like finding out Dylan was like one of his favorites was like cool. And I mm-hmm. wanted to know, uh, I'm, I'm going to, it's going to bother me now. Cause I asked him what his favorite song was and it's one of my favorite songs yeah. too. Um, I think it was tangled up in blue. Yeah. Sorry. There it is. Tangled up in blue. Yeah. And so I, I knew the song, I listened to it. And after like your dad had passed away, I must've listened to that like 20 times 
because it was powerful to me like it was something that we connected on even though we didn't have a lot of time to connect to each other it was still a point of like you know anytime a member of the sides clan falls whether i know them or whether i don't know them personally Mm -hmm. they're still part of my clan and part of my family you know what i mean yeah absolutely and so i tried to do that as like a tribute to him by listening to it constantly That's, that's beautiful man i appreciate that that's <laughs> thought i'd great. share that with you yeah uh even your brother josh the other day sent me a great message about my dad uh like he i josh i hope you don't mind me talking about it now because it's a little bit touchy but i I'll, I'll do my best to kind of be vague about it um yeah. josh was going through a rough time with an ex's uh family and there's like he was aggravated to say the least yeah. And then he made it public that he was just pissed. And then, but like, he, my dad just like shot him a message. And I think it was like the first time like they really spoke. And he just went, Hey, man, just want to, you don't need to stoop down to a level. I mean, and he just went, No, you know what? I'm going to pull it up real quick because I have it right yeah. here. I might as well tell you exactly what he said instead of yeah, just, yeah, sounds good. Um, so what he said was, and I would probably, I know it's probably not my place to say anything, but let it go with the threats you're receiving. You're bigger than reducing yourself to their level. Just my two cents. Support you either way, Chris. And like, and then he goes, thanks, Uncle. Logically, I know you're right. But like, you know what? To take the time out of your day to be like, listen, this is a thing your dad shared with me. Like, this was like the one moment I had. Yeah. Like, like that was, that was awesome of your brother. I was, um, I was super grateful. Like that was just a nice thing he did just to share that with me and all that. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So one more little question for you before uh, Mm -hmm. we're probably running a little bit long here, but yeah, we always run a little bit long. It's fine. (laughs) Do you own a sword? No, no. After Braveheart, any like urge to own a nice big old sword? If that's where you're going. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Just curious. As soon as I saw Hamish throw the sword, I was like, I wonder how much one of those go for. (laughs) I definitely can say that I do have swords. And when we get together at some point, we'll have the ceremony of brothers and we'll hand you down a sword probably. So we'll talk. You have a sword for me? Is this what what I'm hearing this right? Yeah, we'll talk. We'll see how the podcast with Kieran goes because he has to bless it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good fucking burn. I like that. <laughs> um, there's still time to earn it. It is also still time to lose it. So we'll talk. <laughs> no, uh, I was always like, you know, intrigued by that time era. So getting yeah. to collect swords, none of them are from that time era, unfortunately. No, but... but still, to own something like that is pretty badass. I also like it. For me, it would just be like a decor piece. Like I don't like exactly. Like, what else do you do with a sword? Like you're gonna prepare for medieval battle? Like I just. Well, you- you cut watermelons, you prepare meals with a full length sword. Fuck yeah. off. Do you have you like tried carving a turkey with like Excalibur or something? <laughs> I always like if I'm at home, I pretty much always walk around with it strapped around my back like He-Man. I really no can't deal. tell if you're being sarcastic or not. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Sometimes yeah. a lot of people have that problem with me. <laughs> I have a really, really like good I hope I don't know what the fuck Sean's saying. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. I hope this is the thing you do though. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not do, but have done. Yes. 
I believe it's my turn for question of the day. So we're going to something uh, wrap things up a little bit here. Um, I should have prepared a little bit more. I'll be honest with you. I did not prepare the question of the day. But I guess what I really want to know is what is a cartoon from the childhood that you still go after today? Please don't say He-Man because we know that you are already a big fan of it and you're going to get back into it when they release the new one on Netflix. So cartoons are very complicated with me. Mm -hmm. I can be very straight up about that right away. I had a situation where I lived with roommates when I was like 19 or something. And the one guy had three seasons of family guy, Mm -hmm. the first season and all he watched because we didn't have cable. All he watched every single time the TV was on was family guy. Mm -hmm. And I got so sick of cartoons. I just couldn't do it anymore. And like, that was like one of the things that stemmed it. And as I went through my twenties and into my thirties, didn't watch very many cartoons at all not gonna lie i just had zero time for them have zero interest in watching them i'm starting to come around only in like the last two years but there is one cartoon that i did still watch off and on throughout the time because i could not deny the comedic genius and the like they just hit so many things on the head as comedians and they pour it out into this cartoon and like some of the shit is it's just gold like i watch it i tear up i cannot like it's just too much because they go too far and i like it when people go too far sometimes and it's yeah. south park i i do oh, have yeah. a place i got a place for south park in my heart i can't it's from my childhood i when it came out i watched it cool. coincidentally like you didn't know this because you can't see it because it's behind my head but I put something on my shelf the other day from my childhood that I was going to show you at some point when we weren't doing the podcast. Coincidentally, my sister got me this when the show (laughs) came out. That's awesome. So it's like an original comedy central hat from like 19, whatever the hell it was. I don't remember because it was so goddamn long ago, but I just there's still episodes of that show where I just like laugh my ass off. Oh, hundred percent! Like hats off to Matt Stone and Trey Parker for being hilarious. I gotta agree with you. I was genius. Those are guys are geniuses. I was expecting you were to say like Animaniacs or Tiny Toot Adventures because I thought yeah, because those shows like anything that was Steven Spielberg produced for cartoons were awesome. But yeah, no, I agree with you. South Park's genius to this day. I still watch it thank god it's on crave tv and i can just keep going back and just dying of laughter from these guys yeah it's horrible too but like that's sometimes that kind of comedy is like the obnoxious like when you're with your group of buddies and you're seeing who can say the more obnoxious shit that's sometimes what south park is like when you're watching you're like no they won't go there oh crap they oh man they went there oh wow they're still going oh my oh so (laughs) and they're uncounselable like the only reason why they're still putting out episodes of South Park is said they promised each other that they would continue to go on until they got canceled. And they thought they would get canceled rather early. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, we're on season like what, 23, 24, and yeah. they'll go on. And those guys are hilarious too. Like, you remember when the movie uh, came out? Basketball? No, no, no like the South Park movie, Bigger oh, Long Sorry, sorry. Cut? Yeah, they were up for an Oscar for best song for blame because of Blame Canada. Yeah, so they went to the Oscars and did a whole bunch of acid. Yeah, I watched a video dresses. on that recently. 
Yeah, and wore dresses to the Oscars. <laughs> didn't address it. And they're just like, so are you guys like making a statement? Like, oh, it's just a magical evening. You know, everyone looks yeah. so good. It's just, just <laughs> so magical. And they just would not address it. And like people were getting like pissed off because like, like this is like a serious thing. And then they ended up losing to Phil Collins. It's yeah. just, yeah. It's, I feel like they were ahead of their time in ways, you know? Ahead of their time. They're still ahead of their time. Like they can't be stopped, those guys. He, I love so it. one other question that this makes me think of while we're talking about like the obnoxiousness of mm-hmm. South Park. Do you have human shields? And what I mean by human shields are sometimes I put my foot in my mouth <laughs> and I say something like where I'm in a room full of people and I say something and it's bad and everyone kind of turns and looks at me, but then I have, see, I have shields set. One of the shields raises and my buddy says something that's a little bit worse. And so then all the focus turns off of me. And then I have a second layer of shields, another buddy who he takes what my other buddy said and turns it really bad. And then there's the showstopper. Um, no, you know what I'm talking about here? Yeah, I know. Are you the guy about. or are you the shielder? I'm, I'm the guy that usually says the worst thing. And then there's no, nobody <laughs> there. Um, they're like, like there's times when people will play along and we'll all have a good laugh. And then like, I'll just be like, or this. And then they're like, all right, man. Well, now it's over. You've made it too real. Um, <laughs> this is done now. Okay. So you like to close things down. I got you. I don't think it's the thing I like to do. It's the thing that I think <laughs> of and I think it's funny. And then the thought process goes, this is funny. And before I hear the whole idea out, I'm already saying it. Yeah. It's because we're honest people. I do the same thing. I just have like, I've found myself in that situation a couple times now where I'm like embarrassed by what I just said, but because of the wonderful people I have in my life that are also comedians at heart, they, they add to it and shield. When you get a group of comedians together, Mm -hmm. you just say terrible shit to each other sometimes because it's funny and you just try to escalate. When I'm like with like three or four buddies, then like we'll play a game. Like I like playing the game of what is the worst thing I could say? Because I think it's really fun to just be like, I don't actually, I'm not actually going to do this or believe no. this, but it's really funny to think of like the worst possible thing that could be said. For sure. I, I'll riff on it. And I think it's really fun to do. Um, <laughs> like, I have that moment in my head when I'm not with anybody and I'm yeah. in like a new, a new crowd. And I hear the voice in my head after I said what I just said, shields down. Yeah. I'm like, there's no shields. Fuck. Oh man. Oh yeah. my God. Oh, uh, speaking of shields down what's behind your shoulder there is that a communicator oh this thing here yes it's no big deal it's just like a little star trek bluetooth communicator that hooks up to your phone so that you can captain you can call up to the ship whenever you need that's awesome that uh scottish accent i just did there was an homage to not only scotty from star trek but also braveheart because yeah, you well, just watched it thank, thank you william wallace yeah, that's a communicator in the phasers on the other side. If you didn't yeah. notice that, I was worried that I was gonna say that's a phaser, but then I was worried <laughs> it was like a glue gun. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awkward. Yeah, sorry, we're doing home renovations right now. Yeah, we're right? doing so... some arts and crafts right after. <laughs> hey, um, glue guns, cool too. So I think that kind of wraps things up for this week's episode. Yeah, I think so. Good, sir. Well, I guess uh I'm Sean Sides, and this has been One Side of the Story. I'm Tom Sides. This has been the other side of the story. Have a great week, everybody. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story.
story Two sides of the story With Tom 